RadioInfluence.com. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Life in a Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How is everyone doing out there this week? I know, I know things are still crazy. Things are still nuts out there. Um, hopefully, hopefully everybody is dealing with their quarantine situation uh, effectively I uh, hope that everyone is is staying healthy and staying safe. I hope that you are getting taking the opportunity when you can, when it's safe and when it's proper to go out and get a ride. You know, um, over the last couple of weeks, I have definitely definitely I've talked about this. I've definitely gotten out on my bikes and I've gone out for rides and, you know, I've been doing my solo runs and, you know, that's, that's, that's where it is, man. For me, solo runs are, maybe it's my old age. Maybe, maybe I've become, you know, I'm 45 now. Maybe as, 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 as this part of my life, as this chapter of my life uh, continues, I'm appreciating more the solitude of the asphalt and the bike and me and just doing what I do when I need to do it, how I need to do it with who I want to do it with. And I've really, I've really taken to the solo runs and I get, I think last week we talked about that post that I made about group rides and all the flack or the shade, whatever the smoke that came with that. Um, but you look, hey, it is what it is. People are going to do what they want to do. I'm just encouraging people to practice the ultimate, ultimate in social distancing, social distancing. Sorry. Um, and that's really honestly to be on your bike, be by yourself, go for a ride. I never even though I've thrown, you know, I made I can say it. I'm a grown man. I can say what I want. It's my show and it's facts. I can back it up. I made group rides in Philly famous. Um, and, you know, like I said, to have a, a street ride uh, without a police escort, uh, to have an organized dysfunctional ride from, you know, the outskirts of Philly into the heart of the city and, and to have over 2,500 riders show up. Um, you know, I can, I can, I'm taking that claim. I made it famous. You know, I did it. I did that. I did that. Um, the the thing is though i've i've because i've done that i've been there and i've done that i've had my fill of large mass rides i've i've had my fill um and so i'm good i'm not i'm not hating on group rides per se but i i don't hate anything black moses loves everybody um but i'm just you know i'm i'm, I'm more focused on just meaning the road and my bike, that's just where I am. I think it's just a part of, I think this is where I'm at in my life right now. And, um, you know, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I am great with that. You dig? Um, <clears throat> so if you've been following me on social and I'm hope, I'm hope that you, I hope that you are following me on, on your, on the social platforms. Uh, I've been using a hashtag, a couple of hashtags lately, uh, in reference to social distancing, the the pandemic that we're dealing with and being compliant with what the CDC 
has recommended in terms of social distancing. So, um, you know, a couple of the hashtags have been, you know, get back to the get back. Uh, But the one that stands out, (laughs) the one that's been standing out is the less bitching, more riding. Um, that to me is, you know, it's just, you know, I say things, your boy, Mr. Black Moses says things. I say things. And that's one of the, the, the statements that I've made. Everybody's complaining, man. Like what, why just shut up, shut up, (laughs) like stop the complaining, less bitching, more riding. Let's get to it. Let's get back to it. Let's get back to the get back. You know, let's just be, let's just be what we are. I've never you know, when I was younger, I was a complainer, but I learned early on that one, nobody likes a complainer and I'd rather be a fixer. I'd rather be part of the solution than being a part of or just overstating the obvious. I'm, I'm not interested in being Captain Obvious. If there's a problem, I don't want to complain about it. Let's figure out if we can fix it. If we can fix it, cool. If we can't, let's move on. So that's where I'm at right now. Real rap. Um, less bitching, more writing. Real rap. So, I, you know, people have been asking about that statement. And I wanted to let everybody know that you can now purchase your very own less bitching, more riding shirts. (laughs) If you go to my brand site, hardknocksmoto.com, that's www.h-a-r-d-k-n-o-c-k-s-m-o-t-o, hardknocksmoto.com. Dot com. There's a plethora of <laughs> moto lifestyle apparel for your purchase, uh, for your purchasing purchasing needs. So um, on the site we do have the OG Hard Knocks Moto logo. We have the Life is Hard, Be Harder Than Life logo. That shirt. We have, of course, the Less Bitching, More Riding. So we've got them in T-shirts, hoodies, hats. Um, a couple of other, you know, you know, we're updating the site. We're updating that brand site uh, weekly. So there's always going to be new uh, designs and graphics coming up. So please check that out. Hardknocksmoto.com. Uh, you know, you know, support the brand. You dig? You dig? Um, less bitching, more writing. Let everybody know how you feel about the situation. Um, moving on. Moving on. I uh, also wanted to let everybody know to make sure that they are checking in with Sport Bikes Inc. magazine. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's it's I think it's a great magazine. It, it's you know, it's daily. We have the daily feed, the SBI feed. Uh, we have the monthly magazine, all digital, all free. Make sure you check out www.sportbikesincmag.com www.sportbikesincmag.com great content great contributors great writers you know there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, great it's just great check it out you know what I mean it's it's, it's a good look it's it's Black Moses approved of course Um, but I I, I would like for you all if you have not checked out the magazine recently or lately I need you to go on and do so um Beyond that, beyond that, you can also sign up for right on the website. You can sign up for our weekly SBI feed newsletter. So, you know, it, 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 that way you get a you get some SBI right in your inbox 
And uh, you can stay up to date on the world of, you know, motorcycles, our industry, the moto lifestyle, the whole deal, moto edutainment, as I call it affectionately. And, um, you know, it's 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 one of those things, man. Need you to uh, look. What else do you have to do? Your home, your quarantine. <laughs> I know that you guys and ladies are out or are chilling, you know, going through the Internet and, and going through all different kind of sites. Why don't you throw your boy some love? Be part of the SBI Nation. You dig? Can you dig it? Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, y'all. Let's ride. Listen, man. You know, you, you, during during this time of, of uh, quarantine slash self-reflection or reflection or what have you, or taking inventory, taking stock of oneself, I've I've uh, I've had some cool conversations with a lot of my moto friends and my moto family, and I and, you know I miss them dearly. I miss them dearly. At this point in the year, there would have been several events that we would have gotten together at. We would have hung out, uh, socialized. It, it, you know, the family reunion, particularly speaking of uh, MotoGP in Austin. Uh, Moto America, the races would have been, you know, the first couple of rounds would have been under the belt for Moto America, um, you know, and just and just, you know, any any type of moto situation where you get to catch up with your family that maybe you you only see perhaps maybe if you're fortunate twice a year, maybe once a year, Um you know, so there's a lot of things that are on hold. You know, like I said, I'm not going to be Mr. Captain Obvious. You know, it is what it is. We just have to deal with what we have to deal with. There's no point. And uh, like I said, less less bitching, more riding. Uh, so we can get back to the get back. Life is hard. Be harder than life. All my catchphrases, all my catchphrases, no bitch assness. All of them, throw them all in there. Throw them all in there. Uh, but in these conversations that I've had with, uh, you know, some of my moto family, we've kind of all been reminiscing on our moto journey, our moto life. And I, you know, I, I've, I, the conversation came up the other day. Shout out to my guy, BT. Um, that's my bro for real. BT. I love you, man. Uh, BT and I had a quick conversation about, and, and, and my first bike, our first bikes came up and I hadn't thought about my first bike in a long time, in a long time. And even though, uh, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm Ducati, you know, team Ducati, I'm a Ducati owner. Uh, I'm, I'm president of the local Ducati owners club in Philly. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm all in, I'm all in, but you know, I've, throughout my years, I've had other brands, particularly when we're talking about young black Moses, young black Moses, the rider. I, uh, I thought it would be cool to kind of go down Moto Memory Lane and discuss some of the bikes that I've had, you know, from the beginning all the way up to, you know, my current stable, my current stable. And, you know, we don't have to get into all of them, but I thought it would be kind of cool to kind of touch, just touch on a few of them. Um, And, you know, let's just 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 to talk about things, just to talk about, you know, like I said, the Moto Memory Lane, you know, I got to. That might be a new hashtag, Moto Memory Lane. Um, you know, my first bike, my very first bike I remember was a Honda Nighthawk 750. And I I purchased it 
from my guy Vince at Philly Cycle Center. It was obviously it was a used bike. Um, we're going back a couple of years, you know, we won't, you know, it, 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 years, 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 many, many years ago. Um, <laughs> we're, we're talking about, I guess we're talking about almost 25 years ago, maybe, maybe 25, I'm 45 now, 20, it's about right, about 2021. Um, I was about 2021 when I purchased it and I went with my older brother, uh, my big brother, my blood brother, um, Gregory who taught me how to ride and that's the bike that he taught me how to ride on. And you know, I honestly, I'm gonna keep it 100. I really love that bike. I loved that bike. Um, a lot of people when they first get, you look, there's two types of people. There's two types of riders. If you want to say there's some people that come out the gate and they're like, yo, I got to get a sport bike. There's some people that come out and they're like straight cruiser. Um, and that's cool, you know, and, and I, for me, when I saw the bike, when I saw that 750, that Nighthawk 750, I thought to myself, this is cool and it, it's appropriate. It's not, it's, it was sporting without being aggressive and it wasn't, it was cruiser-ish, but it was definitely, you know, that bike's a standard, you know what I mean? There's, there's no forward controls on it that, you know, your, your feet are beneath, but right below you, the riding position is more relaxed. But I thought for myself, for my first bike, I thought this would be great. It would give me a little bit of both, a little bit of both worlds. I mean, that bike moved, man. Let's not, you can't front on that, you know, like for my first bike to come out the gate with a 750, um, I learned a lot with that bike. I, like I said, I learned how to ride on that bike. My brother, there's a uh, stretch of road uh, in Philly in the Northeast, not too far from Philly Cycle Center. And if you grew up riding in Philly, you know the road that I'm talking about. Um, and, and my brother, the first night that I got the bike, he, you know, he took me up there. He took me up to uh, Vince's and got the bike, rode it out. And he took me right to that spot, you know, that stretch of road. And he just had me go up. It seemed like forever, but uh, we were probably out there for like maybe two hours. Uh, and he just had me going down and up. And he had me just banging through the gears. Boom, 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 boom. And it was a great experience, you know, just to understand what, like, and before this, keep in mind, before this, my fascination with motorcycles it was just that, a fascination. My brother Gregory was a rider, but, you know, I, I've talked about this before, about the number of many heart attacks and many strokes that he gave my parents with his antics um, <laughs> on everything from mopeds to bikes, whatever. Um, my, my, my my brother Gregory, I, I, <laughs> I always refer to him as, if you've seen Bad Boys, he is Marcus Burnett and... Uh, Mike Lowry, Mike Lowry, Mike Lowry, together, and you put them together. That's my brother Gregory. Um, but you know, just Captain Adrenaline, uh, Mister Badass. That that's my bro. Um, and again, that's my blood brother. So you know, we grew up in the same house. Um, we got the same mama. So <laughs> that's that's my real family. Um, so you know, his to. to for him to take the time and shout out, Greg, love you, man. Love you. Thank you so much. Um, he really kind of set me off on this journey. Uh, he, he was responsible for helping me 
transition my fascination with motorcycles and watching what he was doing and what he had done. He he helped me transition the fascination and the dream into a reality. And so prior to picking up that 750, I had no seat time experience at all. And so for those first few hours of just going up and down and going through the gears and stalling and getting it going again. And, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was a cool way to begin. It wasn't aggressive. It was easy. It was my big brother. Um, I felt great. I felt great about the experience. And at the end of the evening, I was able to ride home. I was able to ride home. I was living downtown at the time. So I was able to ride home. Um, and you know, it felt great. It felt great. However, however, as much as I love that bike for, I put it like this, your first bike for better or for worse, you're going to have good times. You're going to have great memories, but your first bike is your first bike for a reason with the intent of, with with the meaning that there's going to be another bike. There's going to be another bike. And the one thing, as much as I love that bike, one, it was my bike. It was my bike. I had a bike. I was in the game now. Your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I was a rider. Um, I was I was getting it. I was getting it. I wasn't, you know, in reality, I probably wasn't getting it. But in my mind, I was getting it. Um, <laughs> at that time, you couldn't tell me nothing, man. I had my had my jacket, my helmet, everything. It was like I was in the game. I was in the game. I had arrived. Literally, not really, but in my mind, you couldn't tell me nothing. Um, so the thing that I as much as I loved that Nighthawk 750, man, that it had a bad regulator, it had a bad rectifier. So the charging system was horrible. It wouldn't hold a charge. And that's when frustration set in, you know, and, but that's part of being a rider. That's, at this point now, like when you buy a, a used bike and it's your first bike, it's a new to you bike, you know, but, you know, it comes with, it comes with all the gremlins and all the the all the things that could Murphy's law. If it could go wrong, it'll go wrong. Um, and for me, that was it was a learning experience. And what I learned was that uh, when you buy a used bike, you just expect you hope for the best, but you expect the worst. And we did everything with that bike. As far as trying, we changed out the uh, charging system. We changed out the uh, the battery. Of the first thing we did was change the battery, spark plugs, pop, pop, pop. Um, but then it just the bike just wouldn't hold the charge. And for me, I just wanted to ride the bike. I didn't, you know, when you're a beginning, when you're a beginning rider, uh, a beginner, you don't want to get caught up. Like I'm not a mechanic. I'm not a wrench. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to. That's not my, I didn't buy a bike to work on a bike. I bought a bike to ride a bike. Um, and, and that's what, I don't want to say disheartened me with that bike, but in a way, yeah, it was kind of like, it was, I was spending, I didn't, I lacked confidence in the machine because I didn't know if I went to turn it on, if it was going to turn on, even though I kept it on a charger, you know, I had a float charger, um, but it, it, I didn't have confidence in it that I could get on it and go. And when I got to where I got to or was going to, I was was never I was never secure in the fact that, all right, it's been sitting for half an hour. If I go back out, I don't want to be stranded. 
but that and that happened several times. I mean, there was multiple times I pulled up at a light and the bike would just that would it would say, nope, this is it. We're shutting off. Boom, and we shut off and I and I was stranded. That's the embarrassment factor. That's not really the issue. I don't really care about being embarrassed or what other people think. That's not my deal. But it was just more frustrating. Like I just wanted to ride the bike. So um I became a little bit uh it, it, it made me not angry. I was just more disappointed. I was disappointed, you know. Um, so I and, and Vince was cool, man. Vince was cool from Philly Cycle Center. Shout out to Vince. I was able to return the bike. Um, and, you know, it, it worked out. So I sat out. I, I didn't I sat out of the game for a little bit, maybe a year or two. And I felt as though, uh, you know, I I, I missed it. I missed it. it. When I you sit out, you sit down <clears throat> from the game, you know, like you're a rider, but you know, any rider that has had to sit a season out or that has had bike issues knows the feeling of hearing other bikes or knowing that other people are enjoying their bike life and you're not. And um, and at the same time, you know, people, oh, you can go borrow a bike, whatever. At the same time, not really, not really. I don't want to borrow someone else's bike. I want my bike. Um, so while I was sitting, sitting out, sitting on the bench as, as, as it were, and I knew about all these events that were going on. I knew about all these rides that were happening and people didn't look, that was great. But on the reality, again, I just wanted to ride. I said, I called my brother up and I was like, yo man, I, I gotta, I gotta get back. I gotta get back. So we looked at a couple of things, a couple of different things. Nothing really caught my eye. Um, and then I'm going to keep it way 100 with you, way 100 with you. Mission Impossible 2, <laughs> the movie, the movie Mission Impossible 2. At the end of that movie, in the third act, there is, and it's Tom Cruise. So, you know, Tom, Tom Cruise is, is, is you know, he, he's a rider and he's, Big on bikes. Everybody knows that. He does a lot of his own stunts. Shout out to Tom. Look, I I saw, I'm watching, and and I went to the, did I see that? I saw that in the movie theater. I saw it in the movie theater. Mission Impossible 2. And anybody that's seen that movie knows what I'm about to talk about. Uh, at the end of the movie, they are on, there's a, uh, there's a big bike scene. At the end, I think it's like in Tom's contract that any action movie, there's got to be a bike scene. There's got to be some type of action chase or whatever. There has to be a motorcycle. So in this movie, in the third act, there is this scene where Tom and the bad guy are ripping around Australia uh, on a Triumph Speed Triple and a Daytona, Triumph Daytona. And I think it's a 955. I think it was a 955. And I forget what my, I think what, I forget what the speed triple was, but it was, they were both triumphs. So, uh, they're ripping and running and going all through it. And they're doing stoppies and, and, and burnouts and rolling burnouts and all kinds of stuff. It's hilarious. It's hilarious to watch. But at the time, I'm sitting there in the theater and I'm thinking, I got to get back. I got to get back. How? Like, you know what I mean? You start formulating the plan, the plot. I said, I got to get, I got to get another bike. Like, this is killing me. That, like, I knew I was a rider, but it was, it wasn't even the addiction. It was just in my DNA. And for, you know, when you're, when you have a calling, when you are destined to do something, when you are, 
you know, your, your, your soul screams for you to do something or to live a certain way and you're not doing it. Oh, I got sick in my stomach. Like I would remember sitting there and I didn't even finish my popcorn, even though it was the end of the movie, <laughs> I didn't finish my popcorn. I was just like, my stomach got sick. I got, you know, I was just like, this is, I, I, I need to get a bike. I need to get a bike. So that movie comes out. I watch it. I'm missing the bike game. I decide, and, at this, and I was like, I got to figure this out. And through, you know, the way the universe works is, is very funny. It has, the, the universe has a very interesting way of working things out. I end up working at, and I've talked about this before, working at Fast by Faraji. Um, but just before I start working there, or around the same time, I have a conversation with Araldo Faraci. Um, and I end up buying a Ducati Monster. It was a 620. Ducati Monster Dark 620. And for me... I remember the the vibe of seeing the uh, the speed triple in Mission Impossible, and I realized that that was a style of bike for me at the time. I love that style of bike, just the naked, the naked bike, but it wasn't refined enough. When I saw the Ducati Monster, and you know, like for me, for me, that bike was just oh man, it there was something very simple and beautiful about the line work of that machine. Um, it was, it was just everything you needed presented in, in, in a very sexy package, you know, no fairings, um, beautiful tank, the seat, uh, every, the trellis frame. It was great it, to me, to me, to this day, that bike still evokes an emotion the ducati monster for me just that was the bike that i said you know what i'm if i'm buying a new bike this is it so what did your boy do i went and bought it <laughs> i i copped that uh 2005 it was a 2005 ducati monster dark 620 and shortly in in that same scope i think it was all in the same year i began working at the dealership um and it was, it was, you know, just, that was such a great time. That was such a great time and talking about Moto uh, Memory Lane. It, you, it, that was such a great time for me to experience and, and to grow and learn. And, I, you know, working for Geraldo and I knew who he was. A lot of people didn't. It, to me, that wasn't a job. That wasn't just a, your average job. Like, you know, it was, I knew who I was work, who I was working for. I knew his pedigree. I knew what a legend he was, what an icon he was. He is. Um, shout out to Mr. Faraci. Mr. Faraci, I would love to have you on the show. I, and we're going to figure that out. Um, <laughs> or if you have never had the joy of having a conversation with Araldo Faraci, you are missing out on life. That gentleman is a pistol and a half. And I mean that. Uh, love that guy. Uh, I, guess I, tell, I jokingly say I can't speak Italian. I can't speak it. I know a few words, a few phrases. I can't speak it. But I know, thanks to Mr. Mr. Faraci, I know when I did something wrong because he would launch an assault, a verbal assault of half English, half Italian, just, and he would just unload. Um, and it was great. I can say that now. I can say that now. But at the time, I can, I was very, 
intimidated by him, but working for him, it was, I still, I loved it. I loved that job. That to me, other than working for myself, I can say working at Fast by Farachi was my, oh, that was, that was my dream job. That was my dream job. And I loved that job. I mean, I mean, I adored it. I adored working for Araldo. Um, until this day, Mr. Farachi, that's my guy. That's my guy. Um, he, we still, we still stay in touch. Uh, and when we see each other, you know, it, it's the same, it's the same as if we never missed a beat. So I love you, Mr. Farachi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so now I have my, my, my Ducati Monster 620 and Araldo, uh, you know, I, I talk extensively about Araldo because he is an amazing, uh, tuner, engine tuner, amazing engine engineer he designs he's the guy's just awesome he's all he he knows machines man that's he knows machines so while i had the 620 i'm working for him at uh at fast by farachi's in willow grove pa um it was you know it was i forget how it kind of came about but araldo used to let me you know, take some of the demo bikes home. I, that was one of the joys of that place too. It was small enough. It was a family owned and operated business. It was small enough that Araldo would, you know, he would throw me the keys to just about anything um, and let me ride it. And, you know, it was cool. So one particular day he, you know, asked me, I don't know if he asked me or if he told me, I'm pretty sure he told me to give him the keys to my bike and told me I could take whatever else home or he let me ride some, you know, whatever. So uh, I gave him the keys to my to my monster. And what he was doing was developing a 750 kit. He was taking the 620 engine, you know, uh, and making a big board kit that would basically turn the CC output to 750 boosting horsepower, boosting torque. Um it was great. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, like, and it was a, it was a very. When I say it was great, it's because eventually I got the bike back, and it was a difference between night and day. Um, it, it was cool. He took he took a six twenty and, and turned it into a seven fifty. Um, it was a wheeling machine too. When, we, when he was done with it, that thing you just cracked that throttle, bye bye. You know, and that that front wheel would come up. But during the time when he was developing the parts and taking the engine apart, whatever, whatever, I got to ride just about. I'm not going to say everything, but I got to ride a lot of cool machines. Um, and the, it was funny because Araldo would check in with me. Like, he, he, I'm not going to do his accent, but he always called me either Animal or Bandito. And it was Animal, you know, you okay with the, uh, you, you, I keep a bike a little longer. So <laughs> he held on to my 624 what seemed to be a year. During that time, during that time, I fell in love with the 749-999 body style. This, you know, the double stacked headlight, the the fairings of it was, you know, the super bike, the Ducati super bike. And that I fell in love with a we had a 749 on the showroom floor, 749 dark 05. I turned around and I bought that. So um <laughs> but with, Araldo says to me, he says, oh, well, since you have the 749, I'm just going to hold on to your 620. And he continued to do so. Um, and I have a lot of great memories of Araldo riding my mind. He just rode it around. You know, he would do some work on it, tune it and take it out and ride it. So it was great. Um, 
to, it was great to watch him just, you know, around a Farachi ride, you know, tuning my bike and then, uh, you know, and riding it. And so a lot of great memories, man, a lot of great memories. So, uh, that's, but that's what this is, you know, moto memory lane. So I, uh, I then have my, my first super bike, which was my 2005 Ducati 749 dark. And that bike, that bike opened up a whole new world for me. That, oh man, if you couldn't, if I had an ego problem before, you couldn't tell me nothing then. Um, (laughs) when I, when I pulled up on my 749 and it was black like Ming, uh, it was cool like Ming, it was full on Black Moses as a motorcycle and it was just, that was, that was such a grand bike. That was such a grand bike. Um, and people are like, well, why didn't you go for the 999? Honestly, I'm gonna keep it again. Just keep it, keep it a thousand with you. I liked the the dark, that matte black, and people would ask me because my my monster was that dark, <clears throat> that matte black, that flat black, and people would ask me, "Oh, who did your paint job?" And I was, and I would say Ducati because it was factory. It was like a lot of people didn't understand that that was a factory paint job. That was the uh, colorway of the bike. So to have that matte black finish, that's, that's what drew me to that 749 dark. That's why I went with it. Um, could I have gotten a triple nine and had it painted black or the matte black? And there were the gloss black. And of course the Ducati reds and the Ducati yellows. I just fell in love with the 749s matte black. That was just my personality. That's what I gravitated toward. Um, so I fell in love with that bike. Uh, and, and meanwhile, Araldo's ripping around on my monster and at 749, I can tell you this, man, it was to be, to be me and to pull up. And at the time we're talking about like, you know, 2005, 2006, the meets, the, the meets that were happening. Okay. The, 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 uh, uh the, the effort of, if you're in the Pennsylvania, Southeastern part of Pennsylvania, each first Saturday, sorry, each first Sunday of the month, there is a breakfast run in Ephrata, PA. And so it's a nice little route, you, depending on where you're coming from. But, you know, it's a nice little route. You can take the highway. You can take the back roads. I would take Route 23 and hop off, go through French Creek, whatever. It's about maybe an hour run, you know, two hours round trip. But it was, it was a bit, you would pull up and some people, it was basically like a, it was a bike night but during the day during breakfast and you just pulled up to, I think it was at the fire hall and the whole parking lot would be full of bikes, all different types of bikes, vintage, old school, new school, cruiser, sport, whatever. But I remember the first time that I took my 749 to Ephrata and I got off and I remember this guy and I'm, you, I, I don't, I forget it. I, I didn't know his name, but I've seen him a few times. And it was the first time that, you know, I pull up on my 749 and I had never taken my monster to, I had never re- rode up there before, but the first time that I got there on my 749, this particular gentleman, I use that term loosely, walks up to me and he's looking at the bike and he's looking at me, you know, and I'm big black. I'm, I, I am what I am. But at the time, there just weren't a lot of brothers riding Ducatis, at least in our part of the world, in our part of the world. It was, you know, every people used to say to me like, oh, oh, you ride, you, you ride a Busa, you, you ride a 14 ZX 14. No disrespect to those brands, but it was always like, no, like, why am I getting pigeonholed 
that because I'm big and I'm black that I got I, I must I must ride those machines. I took a lot of pride in the fact that I rode what I rode and, you know, I fell in love with Ducati and that's the brand that served me best. That bike, the power delivery, the way, the engine configuration, the ergonomics of the bike, that's what served me best and that's what I fell in love with. No disrespect to the other brands, but it just, it used to get under my skin. People just assume that I rode a Busso or assume that I rode a ZX-14 or whatever. No disrespect, it is what it is. I get it. But this cat was steering my bike down. And when I realized what he was doing, he looked at me and looked at the bike and he goes, it was a white guy. He goes, um, he's like, oh, where'd you get the bike from? And I'm looking at him. My first reaction is none of your business, but I'm being cool. You know, I would just have a conversation. I said, oh, uh, Farachi, Fast by Farachi. And he looks at me and he goes, I didn't know Fast by Farachi was selling used bikes. I said, who says it's used? And then he looks at me. And he looks at the bike and he said, this is new. And I said, I said, what's your problem? I said, why wouldn't it be new? And he said, and this is what he said. Well, I just assumed and I cut him off and I said, you assumed what? He says, oh, no, 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 no. It's a very nice bike. Very nice bike. I said, I know it's a nice bike. That's why I own it. So I, I kind of got the guy's drift. And what I, it, I realized what he was doing. He was looking. It, I felt like he was looking at the VIN number. Like he was trying to find the VIN number on my bike. Like he was going to report it or, 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 or run run the numbers to see if the bike came up stolen. It was a very, uh, it, it bothered me. It bothered me. But at the same time, it, it let me know. His, exp- his response to me having a brand new 749 was someone crashed the party. I crashed the party. Okay. Like I, I, I hopped over the fence and I was now in the gated community. It was like, I was, there goes the neighborhood. That was the vibe. There goes the neighborhood. Um, about two months later, the guy comes into Farachi where I'm working. It comes into Fast by Farachi where I'm working. And he, he was singing a completely different tune, singing a completely different tune. Um, but I just remember that, that feeling of, yeah, man, like we here now. <laughs> okay. We in here. All right. That's right. Brothers on Italian bikes. That's right. Damn it. So, um, <laughs> but I love that bike, that 749. And then eventually I got my 620 back, uh, which was now a 750. And if I regret, I don't have a lot of regrets in my life. I try not to have any regrets. Or, you know, I try to transition the words into like any, le- it's a le- it was a lesson. I ultimately sold my 620 and I shouldn't have. Honestly, I should have kept that bike. Um, Araldo did develop the engine kit for it, the 750 big board kit, um, and, and sold many of them, sold many of them. But I remember selling that bike and not wanting to hand over the keys. And I did, you know, it was just one of those things where, I wish I had, and I, and I, part of me, not part of me, all of me, one day I will go and get, and, and, and the new monsters are great, they're great, but there's something about that 05. I think just for nostalgic reasons, I want my 05 620 uh, dark. That's what I want. That's, I, I'll, I'll get it. It'll, it, it will return to the fold of the collection one day, one day. Um, so then, so, you know, so I had my, my my 620 sold that still had my 749 then during that process i got a deal on an 01 748s that i quickly converted into a track bike still have that um it was 
you know, it, it, and that that machine, that was great because as I began, actually on my first track day was on my Ducati Monster. That was that was on my Monster. And I remember it was Pocono East with team promotion. And, you know, I took the headlight off, stripped it down. It was already stripped down, but took the headlight off, taped up, pop, 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 yada, yada, yada. Went out there, had a great time. And that's when my, my addiction for track began, my introduction and my addiction or the introduction to my addiction for track days began on that monster. Um, so I, you know, I, I, as I'm going through it now, I'm dealing with, I, I've got my O one seven forty eight S I've got my O five seven forty nine dark. I sold my O five monster. Um, and you know, I, I, I know that it sounds like, Oh, it was Ducati, Ducati, Ducati. I've had, like I said, I started off with a Honda. Um, and I've had other things in between. Um, and then be, be, being a member of press, being a member of press, I've had the joy of riding great machines from other manufacturers, Yamaha, Suzuki, uh, Kawasaki, uh, Honda, of course, uh, BMW, Indian, uh, you, you know, you go through the gamut of, of manufacturers. I've pretty much ridden them all and I've had a great time. But when it came down to, I guess, what I was going to spend my own bread on, what I was going to spend my money on, it was going to be, you know, you, I, you pick a brand and that's just how I, I'm a loyalist like that. The brand has never done me wrong. The brand has done nothing but open up world worlds, worlds of opportunity and, and happiness, worlds of happiness for me. I just decided that Ducati is Ducati was getting my money. Um, so in 2014, 2014, and then, so, so, you know, here's the thing after the 749 and the 999 model, then it comes the 1098, 1198, 1298s. Okay. I was, I'm a real rap. Keep it 100. Keep it a thousand. I was not moved by that body style. I was not moved by the return to the side-by-side headlights. That body style, and I rode that bike. Great bike, great machine, but aesthetically, I would probably say that is the one bike that did not uh, engage my soul. It didn't touch my core. The bike itself, the mechanics of it, lovely, lovely, so much power so much torque, so much, it did everything. I just was not in love with the aesthetics of it. I was a single, I just, the way the 749 and the 999 body style was with the, with the, with the stacked headlights, that to me was amazing. It just, it just, no other bike looked like it. So when Ducati went back to the, you know, we can talk about dry clutch, wet clutch, blah, blah, blah. But that's not where it was for me. You know, of course, I always enjoyed the the dry clutch sound, that click and the sound like it was falling apart, but it was really coming together. You dig what I'm saying? It was sounded like it was falling apart, but honestly, it was all coming together. That clutch was amazing. Um, so we're talking about the single stack headlights going back to the side by side headlights, 848, uh, 1098, 1198. 1298. Then finally, finally, woo, we got to the Panigale. 
Panic Galley was a whole different machine. It was slimmed. It was like the, the, the 1098 went on a diet, went to the gym, slimmed down, got svelte. It, it was sexy. It was just, to me, the, the, the 1098, 1198, though that body style was more bullish. It was more, uh, handsome. It was more of a man. Okay. When, the Panic Galley came out. That body style, I was like, that's a woman. I was like, that's a lady. And she is classy and she's European and she's sexy. That, that by, I, when I saw the Panic Galley, I fell in love straight away. So I bought one. So, <laughs> so I went and got a 2014 1199S Panic Galley. And of course, of course, dark, matte black. And that bike to this day, to this day, that is the most fun that I've had on a motorcycle. I love that bike. Her name is Cleopatra Jones. If you're following her on Instagram, you see pictures of her all the time. Um, <laughs> that bike to me, oh, it just does, it does everything. It does everything. That machine to me, I just love, I love, love, love the Panigale. Um, and so, so, so then, you know, I, you, 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 as a journalist, you continue to ride things and you try things. And now as my, uh, my, my fleet is growing, my fleet of machines continues to grow. Uh, the, <laughs> I then, I then go on a press launch for, you know, my family at Ducati brings me out for the 2016. I actually, yeah, it was 2016. Um, the press launch for the Ducati XD Avel. Now I had written the D Avel. I had written the D Avel, which is a, and a lot of people get it confused and they think that the D Avel and the XD Avel are the same. They're actually two different bikes. They're just two different concepts of riding. Um, the D Avel, I would all, I, it, the D Avel is straight muscle. Like that bike has just been in the gym doing you know, just bench presses. Okay. <laughs> that no squats, you know, all top, all top heavy, just straight bench pressing. Um, that's the Diavel. Uh, the X Diavel is a cruiser. I mean, the only thing that those two bikes share are part of an, are part of its name. And it's, uh, the X Diavel is a straight cruiser with forward controls. And I would explain it in layman's term. They took a super bike engine, dropped it into a cruiser chassis and, you know, just told you to go get it. And that's that that's what that bike does. That bike has so much get up and go and power the bike. It's it, it's oh, man. So I'm on the presser and I'm falling in love with this machine. And in my head, I'm already doing the math about how I can make more room to bring <laughs> this bike home a couple months later yeah you're damn right i went and got an x diavel so <laughs> the x diavel to me is that bike it's the ease of riding that bike it is a very intuitive machine it's a very able and capable machine it's a very agile machine with so much power where you can definitely cruise i mean it's a cruiser that's what it is but if you need to get on it and, and, and what I, what I respectively say, get the hell out of Dodge. Okay. You can do that. That bike, 
moves and it's so much so much joy so much joy in that bike um that often now it's it's a toss-up you know which bike i'm riding and usually it comes down to uh it comes down to my cleopatra jones my my that which is my panagalli or my sheba and sheba is my ex diavo so those two bikes get plenty of plenty of ride time uh, and, and and that's where we are now. That's where we are now. I've got my eye on a couple of different things uh, that are coming up, but for right now, that's I I feel like my fleet, my my stable is is, is proper. I feel like my stable is proper, and I am very 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 happy with my options. So you know, just you, you know, I just wanted to touch on just a little bit, just touch on my my that walk down moto memory lane and discuss some of the bikes again shout out to my guy bt we kind of had a brief conversation just about the bikes that we've had and um you know i i think it's it's one of those things where people say oh well i have a bike i want another bike i'm gonna i, I have to sell this bike look don't sell nothing if you have do you get more room that's what you do and people have said to me oh but my you know, my significant other, wife, girlfriend, whatever, won't allow me to. First of all, that you grown person, do what you want to do. I said it. Um, if you if, if you want more than one bike, and you can afford more than one bike, go get another bike. Go get another bike. And if you if somebody says to you, "What do you need another bike for?" First, go check their closet and see how many pairs of shoes are in their closet. Okay. Go and, go and see how many. And if there's more than five pairs of shoes, I understand sneakers, <clears throat> dress shoes. I understand that. But if there are more than five pairs of shoes in that person's closet, you look at them and you say, well, what do you need all the shoes for? You dig? Well, that's our show for this week. Listen, man, please follow the show on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official. On Twitter at L-I-T-F-L Official and on Facebook at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. Please hit that like, hit that subscribe, drop a review, drop a comment, hit that share button. Black Moses appreciates you. We'll be right back here next Friday with an all new episode of Life in the Fast Lane hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone. I'm Jerry Petuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist, so thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. 